This is John Shannon with Radio Free Galisteo, and today I am speaking with J.R. Winton, who is the author of the Desolation Trilogy. Welcome, J.R. Why, thank you, sir. How are you doing today? Very well, thanks. Good deal. The Desolation Trilogy. So I'm going to go ahead and spill the beans a little bit. You just got the Desolation Trilogy added into Beastly Books downtown in Santa Fe, which yeah. is uh, George R.R. R. Martin's bookstore. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's, a, it's, a, it's exciting. I'm glad. To, it's kind of nice to get validation of your work in that way. Well, indeed. So. And that's, that's, uh, that's a pretty good validation. <laughs> um, the Desolation Trilogy. What is it? Tell us about it. The Desolation Trilogy is a science fiction tale. I guess you could call it a Western uh, sci-fi opera. It's a story. Originally, it was one big, long story that I eventually turned into a trilogy. It was originally a standalone book, but it's about a actually the hunt for a serial killer in a far future environment, this galactic protectorate. And the it starts off with this investigator finding this brutally murdered person and is trying to find out what happened how did this happen and then eventually you have of course this is being an interstellar tale so there's starships and there's basically a blue collar freighter that does transport for paying passengers and cargo and the pilot of the ship and his best friend the ship's engineer get framed as being part of a smuggling conspiracy specifically to pull the attention of the investigators off of the serial killer investigation to put into the hunt for these ostensibly dangerous fugitives and it's the tale of their attempt to clear their names and resolve and the figure out where the the source of all of this is coming from so okay i don't want to have you give away the store so obviously <laughs> we want people interested and that sounds Absolutely. like an interesting start what First of all, what prompted you to to write this story, this this trilogy? I mean, this long story that turned into a trilogy. Well, that's that's kind of interesting. It's funny. I've I've always written in my life. It was my outlet, my art, artistic route. Every time something was going on in my life, I would sit down and write stories about it. Mm -hmm. And I had numerous interests. I was into science fiction. I was into westerns. I was into police procedurals and and stuff like that. And when I would first start thinking to myself, you know, I think I want to be a writer. I want to be a novelist. I would start writing, and it might be, hey, this might be a police procedural. And then partway through it, I'd suddenly have ideas for another story. So I was kind of ricocheting around on writing projects. And then I was in college at New Mexico State University in Las Cruces. <clears throat> and one night, a bunch of my friends and I had gotten together, and we were basically having a movie night. And we had multiple films back on a VHS recorder that you know, dates that happening. But one of the movies was The Outlaw Josie Wales mm. with Clint Eastwood. And there was a moment everyone's gathered around watching the movie. And suddenly a couple of people needed a bathroom break. So they hit the pause button on the movie. And it was right in the scene where they're on, in this dusty town and someone recognizes Clint Eastwood's Outlaw Josie Wales. And so the camera is staring at Josie Wales, full Western gunfighter, standing there. And, of course, with the old VHS, when you pause them, there was usually a line of static. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> so what I found myself looking at was this image of this old West gunfighter standing on this dusty street 
with all the buildings indistinct in the background. And suddenly my imagination takes this Old West gunfighter and puts him in the Moss Eisley spaceport (laughs) (laughs) in the movie Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And my brain took that, and that was actually the genesis of the idea. Wow. And it that was about 1990, so it's it's taken a lot of years to write the book, put the story together, put the elements together, and have it ultimately become what it is now. So clearly, Outlaw Josie Wales is an influence. Uh, <laughs> what, what science fiction writers would you say have been influences for you? Well, as far as writing, <clears throat> obviously I'd read Isaac Asimov. As a kid, a lot of that stuff was was very interesting to me. But it was really more, believe it or not, movies like Star Wars, Mm -hmm. uh, TV shows like Star Trek, and reading books and novelizations of that kind of thing that inspired my imagination for a lot of this. And then there was writers like Alan Dean Foster and, and individuals like that, that as I'm reading these various books about different... Different universes, different philosophies, different, uh, heck, just a different take on how we might travel faster than light Mm -hmm. all became ideas that got incorporated into the story. Okay, quick uh, aside, Alan Dean Foster, did you ever read Midworld? No, I haven't read that one. Did you ever read Ice Rigger? Yes. Yes. All right. Okay. Very good. Yeah, it sounds like we have a very similar set of tastes, at least with regard to science fiction. Probably in its heydays in the 70s and 80s, you know, mm-hmm. those paperbacks, yeah. man. You know, And Asimov, of course, was creating stuff forever. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, and when you first started talking about it, I was thinking Lige Bailey and iRobot. Before it turned into the whole Will Smith, uh, you know, thing. <laughs> right. You know, that straight up book starts with a brutal murder and then it just exactly. takes off after that. <laughs> it goes all kinds of places you can imagine, which I'm guessing the Desolation Trilogy does as well. It does. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it really, you almost have kind of the characters from multiple different venues. It starts out from many different perspectives until it ultimately comes down to the core group of characters involved in what's happening and their trek across the the known galaxy to figure out how the heck do we get out of this mess we're in this is radio free galisteo music and information from the galisteo basin radio free galisteo is listener supported Go to www.radiofreegalisteo.com and click on our Patreon support button to become an active supporting member of Radio Free Galisteo. Is there sort of a, a final scene uh, like the one at the end of The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly where they're in a circle? And <laughs> there, There is a final confrontation, a conflagration of the characters fighting with the... And it does kind of boil down at the end to the ultimate evil of the story confronting two of the... Uh, heroes of the tale. So is this trilogy a launch pad for more adventures for these uh, characters? It is actually. In fact, right now I'm working on a something of a sequel uh, where many of the same characters come together uh, about 10 years later and find themselves dealing with a new situation that they're having to rely on the friendships they've built together to get through it. 
All right, you're in Beastly Books. How did that happen? I had self-published through Kindle Direct Publishing Online and was selling the paperbacks. And my wife actually was talking to me about you know looking at some of the bookstores in town. And a friend of mine mentioned Beastly Books. And so I took my novels in there. This was back in November. And they said, okay, yeah, we'll be happy to evaluate them for you and, and see what we think. And a couple of months went by. It was getting, you know, end of January. And I just thought we were in town, thought we'd swing by, even though I hadn't heard anything. And I walked in the door, and they were like, oh, we're so excited you just came in. We just finished, the staff just finished evaluating your novels. We really, really like it, and we want to carry them in the store. Awesome. So that's that's how that's come about. So we're, we're going to be having my books in Beastly Books. You going to be doing a book signing there? At some point, we might very well do that if that's something they think we would be a good idea. We'll definitely be doing that. Excellent, excellent. So, if people want to find the Desolation trilogy, they can locally they can go to Beastly Books. They can go to Beastly Books. They can actually go to the Outdoorsman of Santa Fe in the DeVargas Mall, okay. uh, where I currently have my day jobs. So <laughs> I'm selling them through the store there. And you can also find them on Amazon. Okay. That would be The Desolation Trilogy by J.R. Winton. So you're, you're working on the sequel. What's your, what's your method? I mean, as, as a writer, how do, you, how do you go about producing your work? I, it's, for me, I figure out who my characters are. That's really the first thing that I do. And what they're, I'll actually write out outlines of the characters and talk about what their lives were like outside of the story that's happening. Because when I find out I know them and I know what their idiosyncrasies are and their personalities are, as I write a scene, they create their own energies and they push the story in a way that I often find compelling. I'm, I'm sitting there typing and writing going, I wonder what's going to happen next. <laughs> what is this guy going to do? And that's a lot of fun when that starts coming together. Definitely. Did any of your characters really surprise you? More than once. Yes. Yeah. Uh, through comments or insights that would pop up that flowed naturally from the character that I would say, okay, that's, that's good. That's, that tells me something about this individual. How long did it take you to knock out the first this first trilogy? The current version, uh, I as I said, I started writing this about 1990, and went through a couple of iterations and a couple of rewrites. And I actually have to give my wife a lot of credit because she had looked at you know she knew I had this book in the trunk, so to speak, and we had gotten married and we're you know working on you know the day to day life everybody has. And she asked me why I didn't get to work getting it finished. And she had done some editing work for a couple of other people who published online. And she agreed to read, even though she told me, I'm not really a sci-fi person, but I'll look at it. And I knew I was onto something when she got to where I need the next section. It's like, oh, you're ready for the reading? She's, no, I need to find out what happens. <laughs> and so, excellent, excellent. So yeah. she helped me through my final draft and rewrite, and she had some great insights that helped me get it wrapped up. And then she was the one that started then delivering kind of whistling kicks to my derriere going, you know, I'm, I was doing it the old school. Oh, I've got to find an agent. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And she was, you can self-publish 
online. Why don't you do that? Mm -hmm. And it was her efforts that got me to do that. It was a lot of times she would be the one saying, hey, why don't you try this? Mm -hmm. That helped me get through getting to where we are now. I, I really have to give her a lot of credit for pushing me past my own uncertainty in key areas to finally taking the plunge. So sequel in the works. Yes. And I'm guessing more than one book in the sequel. It's it, for now. I'm more, I've got the first one going. I have, I have several projects on um, kind of oars in the water right now, but that's the one I'm focusing on and, and we'll see what happens. The story remains in development. Dare I ask about movie contracts? <laughs> oh, I would love to have something solid to say about that. At this point, my I, I have to. I sometimes joke that my retirement plans involve a Hollywood executive who's bored going in and uh, walking into Beastly Books to see if there's anything new and exciting on in the creative fields and having them be interested in what I wrote. Well, I I think you're in the right place for something like that to Me happen. Too, yeah. Certainly, and. Uh, if there are any any board producers out there listening right now, the Desolation Trilogy by J.R. Winton. That's right. Yeah. I'm really excited about where I'm at right now with this. And I know some people, they write stories, and then after they've written their grand opus, they often sit and go, okay, I, I don't have anything else in the tank. I'm glad to say I do. Um, I've got projects I'm really excited about, and more info coming as time goes on. Do you want to sell some out of the gallery? I would certainly love to do that. That would be great. So, for those of you in Galisteo listening, we will, uh, what, by next week maybe? Yeah. We'll have a couple copies of the Desolation Trilogy here in the Quartermill Gallery that you can come in and peruse and then purchase. And otherwise, on Amazon and Beastly Books, The Outdoorsman in Santa Fe. JR, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. It's good to be here. All right. We'll get you back when you get that movie contract. Outstanding. I'll be here to trumpet it to the sky. Fantastic. <laughs> thank you so much. You have been listening to J.R. Winton, the author of the Desolation Trilogy. And for Radio Free Galisteo, I'm John Shannon. <laughs>